0: And there's, like a, it, there's a graphic that shows exactly how he kills each person. It's so cool. Okay, Hold first on, off,
1: whoever mean. made that, go outside. Uh, Is that the new spot?
0: Uh, yeah, I'm not going to speak on that publicly because I don't want anyone to know where I live.
1: Okay, well, I mean, you don't have to give out the fucking address. I can, yes, you're just wondering. Right. That's
0: true. You're right. No, that, yes, this is the new location, in which I, I lay my head at night.
1: Okay, nice. How many people do you live with now? Uh, it's seven.
0: Yes, yeah, so it's like a bunk bed situation. Are so you fucking trolling? Yeah, yeah, no, there's eight people in the house. We uh, Shut each have the a bunk bed. Up. What do bedding. you live in San Francisco now? No, nah, just uh, just in Birmingham. <laughs> you know, it's cheaper that way. You know, yeah.
1: That seems like a Birmingham rat thing to do, honestly. Yeah,
0: for sure. We're just like all the sewers. Yeah, that's
1: probably what most people do in Birmingham. All right, that's enough of you. (laughs) You know what pisses me the fuck off? about? Oh, God. Uh, Listen, this is specifically about semi-truck drivers, so this rant is going to be a little more specific than people are used to or exactly what people are used to. But semi-truck drivers act like they're like these gods of the road Before you go on this, why are you saying semi instead of semi?
0: It's a semi truck. Semi truck? No, semi truck. It would be a semi truck feels like once every other week.
1: week. Well, that's what I'm talking about. People that drive their truck every other week. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) gotcha. Okay. So the thing about semi truck drivers is they think that they're like these fucking road warriors that own the road and that people like have to do their bidding, but none of them know how to fucking drive. Like, it drives me fucking crazy. Isn't it weird that's their
0: full-time job and they still can't figure out? And they it don't out. know how to
1: do it. And they still don't know how to yeah. do it. Uh-uh. Like, I was in a turn lane today and he, this this truck driver is on the right turn lane. I was in the, like, left turn lane. We're both turning left. And he just starts coming into our turn lane. Like, just fucking blatant disregard for the small people behind him in his little truck rig. Like, just... It's just dangerous, you know? I, I don't know if we
0: want to talk shit on semi-truck drivers, though, because the thing is, like, they spend a lot of time on the road and listening to podcasts. So there's probably a demographic <laughs> there that we could really take advantage of.
1: That's true, that we could tap into. Yeah, so I no
0: disrespect that... to all semi-truck drivers, just disrespect to most of you semi-truck
1: drivers Yeah, I think that they they should start, as someone in the aviation industry, I think we should start treating pilots like we treat semi-drivers, semi-drivers. And like we should we should let them have like there should be sex workers at the airport. You see how I said sex workers there? Because I'm super progressive. There should be sex workers at the airport. They should be hopped up on like some weird blend of amphetamine Mountain Dew mixture. Whatever they they want. Yeah, they should be able to take whatever whatever they they want. want. Yeah. They should absolutely be able to do that. (laughs) Someone
0: needs to pitch this to Southwest. This is how we can fix fix the 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 whole company.
1: this is how we bring it back, baby. The pilots
0: are pissed. They're like, listen, guys, we get it. But what we're gonna do now is we're gonna establish lounges where you can snort methamphetamine and hook up with any sex worker of your choice.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's how they get the the pilots of the union on board mm-hmm. with the company easily. Okay, like ladies and gentlemen, welcome or welcome back. We are your hosts, Blake and Trey. We are Forget missing, my name for a second? we are missing, No, it just felt weird to leave somebody out. We are missing a, a crucial part of our um, repertoire. Um, Christian has learned that eating ass is not a victimless crime and he's very sick. It has caught up to him finally. So he is not here. So we are doing a duo episode and for people just tuning into the podcast because I've been leaving stickers all over the goddamn place. Um, you may be confused because last week had four people and this week has two, and now you're like, "Who hosts this podcast?" Look, we're not here. We're not planners of podcasts. We don't plan stuff out. We're professional comedians. Okay, we move to That's, the beat of jazz. You know exactly. What I'm That's our gig. We have other stuff to worry about. Um, come out and see me in Raleigh the next two weekends. I will be there Friday and Saturday. Tickets are running out. Um, but you know we have other things we have to focus on. So. Um, if you're confused, just know that we are as well. Yeah, I didn't know you were going to play in Raleigh. That's pretty exciting. Pretty, yeah. Pretty close yeah, to me. I'm blowing up. It's about a 30-person club. hoping to sell it out. That'd be sick. Uh, <laughs> okay, this is... Seven this drink minimum. <laughs> <laughs> this is totally biased music. And today, um, we are doing an album that Trey and I both love that we're super excited about. Our first Eminem album, we are talking about Recovery. Um, so brief Apple Music intro Shady's new album was initially intended to be a relapse sequel, RIP to that but once the venomous verbalist started getting busy in the studio, he realized that his crop, that this crop is an entirely new beast. Teamed up with a crew of heavy hitters including Rihanna on a menacing love-hate ballad and Lil Wayne on a Just Blaze production sampling Hathaway M knocks it out of the park, mixing razor-sharp metaphors with polished pop sensibility so let's mm. before we get into this let's talk about how much we both love relapse and how we should have done this on relapse <laughs> <Yes>. okay so <laughs> so
0: my first before we even get started is i didn't know this wasn't a relapse sequel like it all i always just assumed that was kind of the situation relapse recovery well, why it, is it why is it a scrapped seat why is there a scrapped seat because it
1: was supposed to be relapse two. so it's still like i would still so consider it's just a title it, change Yeah. Well, no, it's like relapse two was going to be like the same vibe of relapse, like the Mm -hmm. same type of the same type of songs and shit like that. Um, And clearly listening from going from relapse to recovery is like a jarring change. So, I think yeah, someone told he him, had, him he could
0: get the bag if he uh, kind of tweaked a few things.
1: Yeah, if he stopped <laughs> talking about like stepfather incest rape, that he would. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, um, I think that's what it was. Like, he initially said that he was going to make another Relapse 2, which eventually ended up being Relapse Refill. Um, and then he just went in a, in a completely different direction. So, we were robbed of what could have been an amazing sequel, to be honest. Not to say Recovery isn't amazing because it is, but man, Relapse 2 would have been great.
0: I'm not gonna lie. Re-listening to this album, um, it I, I had more issues with it than I remembered. Really? Uh, yeah. There's some songs that have not aged well. Um, specifically, like songs I know that I used to love, like like No Love, for example. Like I listen back to No Love, and I'm like, man, I just like it's just just it's it's more corny than I remember. Um, and a lot of them are like that. But then some of them just have aged really well, like Cold Wind Blows is fire. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, I'm probably getting ahead of of myself here talking about top tracks and whatnot. Um, That's okay. We can roll back the tape, but, uh, you know, won't back down. I actually ended up liking that song, whereas I remember, like, skipping past it all the time when we used to listen to it in high school. Right. Um, I guess let's talk about that, uh, like, the first time we heard this record.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good segue to talk about, because, like you said, obviously your opinion of it has changed over time. So, upon initial... So, the album came out in 2010... Um, so where were you at and what was your initial reception of the album when, when you listened to it? As every good uh, you know, middle class uh M&M fan, I
0: was just cruising the suburbs, baby, getting up to no good when this album yep. came out. I think <laughs> this was a, this is a summer springish album. It right? was,
1: it was summer. It was summer.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It came out that summer. I remember me, you, Reed this was the summer we became friends, really. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep. Twenty ten going into twenty eleven, you know house party or whatever it was that happened. Um, Yeah. But me and Reed bright used to listen to this album all the time. Like, I mean, it stayed in in the deck of my, uh, I don't want to talk about what car I was driving at the time. <laughs> please don't,
1: please don't. Actually,
0: <laughs> uh, but it stayed in the deck of that car. I mean, we we would uh we would we would roll uh roll weed and like cigarellas, and we would sing Cinderella Man and like change the lyrics to Cigarella Man. You know, just nice. regular high school creativity. Yeah, that's you know, super <laughs> um, super creative. Uh, but man, I yeah, me and Reed used to listen to this. I mean, thousands of times, probably. I've, I love this. Was like a soundtrack to the summer type situation
1: yeah no i completely agree i mean it was the the same for me obviously i was with you guys a shit ton but it is like it was such a great summer album and it felt like it felt like a like a a revitalization of eminem because obviously encore is fucking encore we don't need to talk about that we can pretend it doesn't exist relapse i loved and it was the first eminem album that i really loved That's still my favorite to this day but recovery was much more widely embraced and loved than relapse was obviously because of the themes that are on it and not afraid kind of propelled that in that direction. So Mm -hmm. it felt like a huge chunk of our age group has that memory of that summer. Like I was, we were listening, driving up to, um, the mountains over Christmas and we were with some friends of ours and I played Cinderella man. And one of my friends in the back, her name is crystal. She goes, yeah, I used to smoke spice to this song. (laughs) exactly it's just like everybody i feel like everybody in our age group has that like some memory associated with either white trash party or cinderella man or whatever it is like some summer of them just raging when it came out and listening to it and um yeah it definitely it it shot him in a new um a new direction i did want to talk real quick before we kind of launch into it um so the album debuted at number one on the Billboard 200 with first week sales being 741,000 copies. Um, it reached number one in 16 other countries. It spawned four singles, Not Afraid, Love the Way You Lie, No Love, and Spacebound, with the former two both reaching number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Recovery was the best-selling album worldwide in 2010 and the best-selling album in the U.S. in 2010. The album received generally positive reviews by critics and was widely regarded as an improvement to Relapse. Since then, it has been certified eight times platinum. Um, it is such a behemoth, his, dude. It's fucking... And that's kind of what I want to talk about. One, just the album sales for that album in particular are fucking nuts. But, yeah, that's... I mean, he's just that... It's crazy how he... It doesn't matter what he released. I mean, Revival is... Everybody is determined that's a shitty album, and it's still, I'm pretty sure, five times platinum at this point. There's just
0: is, no, no. Is this is best selling album outside of Marshall Mathers LP or Slim It's the third, LP?
1: third best. So gotcha. it goes Marshall Mathers LP, Eminem Show, and then Recovery, which gotcha. is fucking insane to think about, actually. Um,. But yeah, let's uh, let's get into it. What do you you start off with the uh, top tracks that you touched on a little bit? But um, what are your your favorite ones on it? Once giving it a re listen, I'm sure it's changed since you first listened to yeah, it.
0: Giving it a re listen, yeah, let's do this in two parts actually. So probably when I like be, just because we listened to this so much back in back in the day. Oh God, we're too old. We are too young to <laughs> say that. But um, I think back then my favorites were probably going through changes. Um, no love and the Cigarella man and i refuse to call it by anything else okay um but on a, on a on a re-listen it's definitely cold wind blows i think as far as like an album opener that song is really really good um actually space bound i think has held up really well um i think the hook sounds really cool and like could be made today like by today's eminem um and almost famous uh, really my talk yeah, yeah, yeah i fucking love that song um and i think a lot of it has to do just with like it's kind of frenetic in a way Um, yeah and i think it fits in really well until the album hits that serious drop-off moment of love the way you lie which we can just (laughs) we can all agree is just a dog shit song and i don't think rihanna's ever made a good song in her life except for umbrella Um, that's a hot fucking take man The,
1: the community loves riri Everybody loves Rihanna, dude. That's Not a hot this thing. guy. Let
0: me tell you, She's like the poorest man's Beyonce. She's terrible. <laughs> oh There's my. nothing redeeming about Rihanna's music. Um, I cannot, <laughs> <laughs> dude. I don't even get me started. Okay,
1: um, interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna get some feedback from that one. Um, so yeah, that's probably my top, my top three.
1: That's fair. I do want to say Almost Famous. Um, it's not a bottom or a top for me. I think the beat is super chaotic. Uh, it, mm-hmm. It's recovered a lot by how hard he's fucking rapping in that song. Like it's just bar for bar. I will say one of my favorite lines on the entire album is that song. Dick's too short of a word for my dick. Get off my anti-disestablishmentarianism, you prick. I love that line. <laughs> it's Naturally. so good. That is a, very
0: much a you line.
1: <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I would say upon first listen... um. Won't Back Down was definitely my top three. Um, no Love, definitely my top three, just because, I mean, it's two of my favorite rappers of all time on a track together. I also still love Drop the World, to be completely honest. Um, oh, God. So, um, that was definitely on there, uh, the first round listening back in 2010, and then Spacebound was on there too, um, 100%. But nice. I have definitely... It's definitely changed. Um, I agree with you on Cold Wind Blows. Um, opening line of the album, you can get the dick. Just call me the ball sack. I'm nuts. Michael Vick Michael and this, Vick bitch, and this dog bitch dog fallback. Dog fallback.
0: Like, <laughs> so yeah. good.
1: Um, so Cold Wind Blows is on there. Uh, I, listen, I got to throw a White Trash Party on there. I cannot stop listening to this fucking song. When you floated the idea of doing recovery, I went back and listened to it. I've listened to White Trash Party like six times since then. <laughs> I fucking love that song. It is such a bop. So I gotta put White Trash Party on there. And then um final song. Whew, man, this is really hard. Um, probably either seduction or so bad i like both those songs i'll say seduction and give so bad honorable mention i um, like so bad a lot yeah it's a it's i love the beat to it it's just a very kind of like slow head bob beat and he's he's really going in on it so i i enjoyed it a lot um yeah i don't understand why love the way you lie was as popular as it was it's a little crazy to me but it may just be because, been because of the age such... we were
0: Yes, and people. I mean, that was like the the quintessential like hit of that time. Yeah, like, like big old hook, super synthie. Have a rapper come in and do a couple verses. Like it was yeah. the, road, the road that Lil Wayne paved. You know what I mean? <laughs> very true, um, and it's, that's kind of what was going on.
1: It was a very cut and dry formula. It was like exactly. It was like a uh, hook, verse, hook, verse hook and that was it that Mm -hmm. was the song all
0: right cool type (laughs) three minutes on to the next one baby
1: like go ahead and make a video for that let's uh sell five million copies of it here we go (laughs) um so yeah that's that's mine um bottom three this is i want to let's do the same thing what your initial bottom three was and what it is now
0: okay uh you go first and me going first here no you got it all right so bottom three now is definitely love the way you lie um (laughs) Um, honestly, dude, you're going to hate this, but like, why trash party? I think that's oh, so no, cool. I'm sorry. Dude. I'm sorry. It's like, I don't know. It just sounds like something that I would hear at like a redneck, like Alabama. That's throw-down. exactly what it Where is. People are drinking that's nothing exactly but it, light.
1: it would be awesome. They would be having um, the best fucking time.
0: <laughs> um, and probably we got to talk about not afraid on its own. I feel like. Yeah, definitely. Right. But probably not afraid. Um, but they just like, it's such a weird song because some, some things I absolutely cannot stand about it. And then some things I'm like, hey, this is, you know, the Lose Yourself of 2010, right? But it's not that good.
1: Yeah, I I feel like it's kind of like a... um. It's almost... It's not a clean... I don't want to say clean version because he still uses the F word, but it's like it's like a dialed down PG 13 version of like till I collapse. Like that's how I do that song. It's like, it is good. And like, there are some times where it kind of pumps me up, but there are some times where it like comes on in the gym and I'm like, not right now. Like it literally (laughs) anything but this. And (laughs) I
0: think that's a big problem too, is like, it's just been overplayed to hell and back. Yeah. Which isn't that the song's fault, you know? No. And it was Um, like,
1: it was the single for the album like that was the single that they used for promo with the so music video
0: was, remember yeah. him like in the all gray and like standing looking down from a building
1: yeah yeah it was so like 2010 redemption story yeah was, like, what's the Hs line Rock?
0: about uh uh tearing down your balcony what is that all line? those who
1: look down on me i'm tearing, I'm down, me down, tearing your down your
0: balcony balcony yeah yeah exactly like that was they just they heard that line they're like yeah that's the music video let's it <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Let's have them in a warehouse and then let's have them on a balcony and
1: yeah. It was it was very much um it was like they just got done watching Rocky Four. Mm-hmm. Um and they were like, Yeah, let's do that, but as a song. And then he made that. Which I don't wanna like I don't want to shoot on too much because I think to him it probably means a lot. Like he was fresh into sobriety and shit like that. And you could definitely hear that in the song. But yeah, man, like you said, it just got played to fucking death and it, it got old really fast.
0: And that's something I want to talk about, I guess, probably... Let's do your three songs, and I have a point to make about the sobriety thing. Um, okay. Because I can't think of what I disliked when it came out other than Love the Way You Lie. Okay. Like, that's not as that's not as much... Because I remember, like, just running this front to back all the time. Um, okay. Yeah, so, that's yeah, fair. Probably back then, that was probably the only song I would have hit skip with, because that song's always been terrible.
1: <laughs> um, okay. So, bottom three... I think bottom three upon initial listen was probably um, Untitled, um, Cold Wind Blows, and then Seduction. And now I'd have to say it's still – I still don't like Untitled that much. And I don't think – I don't know if he just threw it in because he didn't want to end with your Never Over but it still doesn't really fit to me. I have a friend that loves it, but I don't know. It just doesn't really click for me. Um, 25 to life is now on my bottom three because like, look, man, this concept at this point, it may not have been done very often, but at this point upon the release or like listening to it now, the whole, I'm going to write a song to make you think it's a love song, but actually it's about the genre of hip hop music. I feel like this has been done like six times like right. you know, it's like, and people may have just ripped it off from Eminem. I don't really recall songs like this before, but like See, now, I feel like
0: I feel like I remember listening to this and at the end being like, "Oh my
1: god, <laughs> it
0: was about rap music!" It's Actually, that- I want to go back and put this in one of my top three from from high school for sure. <laughs> yes,
1: that's that absolutely what whatever. we did. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's um, that's definitely on there for me now and then man this this hurts to say because it is a really powerful song and it's beautiful in a lot of ways but going through changes it's just really sad it's like i listened to it the other day and it ruined my fucking day like it straight up ruined my day the whole song is so sad like the part where he's talking about sitting at home taking pills and watching like his old tours just so he could see proof is like the saddest shit ever. And I don't want to listen to it because it ruins my fucking day. So <laughs> that is get
0: deep in the proof, like thing, that entire song. That's like, the yeah. whole Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, those are, those are my bottom three now. So it's definitely, it is definitely shifted for sure. Um, okay. So what did you want to backtrack to? Oh, the sobriety thing. Yeah. Was
0: Eminem the first like rapper to make sobriety cool or like, to be like I'm sober now and that's a really cool thing for me. And it's like, you know what I mean?
1: I want to say yes, but it might just be because of how big he is. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he really brought it to like the forefront of kind of, and, and obviously hip hop is not a fucking era where people talk about that and do that. Um, so yeah, maybe I don't know, and I think for him, like it, it kind of helped him because he literally he almost died, you know, like he mm-hmm. he was very close to death, and he was such a superstar that I think people kind of were happy that he didn't, you know, that he came out of it and didn't pass. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I think if to answer your question, yeah, it's probably he was probably the first guy to be like, yeah, this is a cool thing now. Because I was
0: thinking about it like when I was re-listening, and I was just thinking about how like I don't know if it, if as a genre hip hop had been talking about like, you know, the the depths of drug addiction and whatnot, long enough for it to come full circle into like the sobriety side of things.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's a good, that's a good point because it is very much like it's very, the genre is very drug intensive and I don't, I know r- rappers have written songs about like their struggles with addiction. So I mean, Kid Cudi is kind of a perfect example of that, but not in the way that Eminem did. And he's also really embraced it. And he's still, I think he's, well, let's see the overdose was in 2008. So 15 years coming up on 15 years sober. That's um, wild. Yeah. It's fucking, it's crazy and it's and good for him, you know? And I think that, it it is like a clear there's a clear change in his music from his sobriety and before his sobriety. Like not to say he's still not the same Eminem, like still raps about, you know, killing people and hating women and shit like that, which he still does, but like now I almost feel like I still really like his new music because I think he's come into just a different ability than he had before. He he kind of embraces new styles and articulates his words better and and I obviously love fast rapping and shit. And so I think he he's still successful, just his sound, his sound has a huge change after really the Marshall Mathers LP2, but from the sobriety on. Um, but I think it played into his benefit for sure. Yeah, I mean I think he would have died if he wouldn't have stopped. So definitely yeah. played into his benefit. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> um I do want to talk about um hang on one second. You're gonna have to fill some dead air while I look for something real quick.
0: Okay, well, I was kind of curious if you could hear my dog snoring.
1: I cannot, so. actually. Oh, well, that's
0: good, yeah, because he snores pretty bad. We sync up sometimes in the middle of the night. We like our snoring like we like a melody harmony thing. It's super fucking cute. Nice, I like that. Yeah, How big thanks. is he? How much does he weigh now? It's like 130 pounds, maybe 140. He's a big 130 boy. fucking pounds? Yeah, dog, he's massive.
1: He's huge. Jesus. Okay, uh-huh. Um, I wanted to make sure this was on Uh, Won't Back Down. So – he does like he does this a lot in this album, but he does these um kind of like double entendre. I don't know if that's the proper term for what I'm about to explain, because I'm a fucking moron. But mm-hmm. um agree. metaphors, I guess. Um, cause he says in in Won't Back Down, one of my favorite lines is these other canteen metaphorically where I'm at, man. I gave Bruce Wayne a Volume and said, Settle your fucking ass down. I'm ready for combat, man. Get it, combat man. I fucking love that line, and on the same song he, he does said, a double
0: entendre. Yeah,
1: is it? Yeah, double entendre. Um, and then in the same song he says, "Fuck a steak, slut! I'll cut my toes off and step on the receipt before I foot the bill." That's also a great fucking line. But he he does he does stuff like that. He does a, a ton on "Won't Back Down." Um, but he does it throughout the album, and I don't know. He that to me was kind of a new, a new thing for him then like you don't hear as much in on his pre-relapse albums as you do now. He does it a shit ton now, but he kinda started to warm up um to that in recovery. So I i really enjoyed it.
0: I would love to know his like writing process. I'm sure there's a thousand interviews where he describes it, but like that's just kind of just a other world of poetry. You know what I mean? Um and that that could be brought by I'm reading this uh Jay-Z book right now and it's just talking about like Jay Z is a poet. Um, and like this college professor that's like teaching, like teaches classes on Jay-Z. It's sick. Um, that's actually super sick. Yeah, that's really cool. I'll send you a picture of it so you can pick it up. Cause I'm not going to mail it to you. Cause I hate going to the post office. That's very you, fair. You really hate the post I office. Don't even now. get me started. <laughs>
1: don't even get me fucking started. <laughs>
0: oh man. God. Can yeah. I see your phone? Hold on really quick. Can I see your yeah. phone? I just want to see that it exists. So the oh, back. The red boy.
1: Yeah. Nice. You then- would be proud of you. Yeah, the front. Yeah, very nice, huh? Let's go. I know, nice. I'm very excited. Uh-huh. Um, so we'll see how Xfinity Mobile works out because I think they use Verizon's towers, but I switched because it's cheaper. Um, so we'll see. It's got. Nice. I mean, anything's got to be better than T-Mobile, right? Wait, like, you're not on a fa- you're not on your family plan anymore? No, it's me and Carly. Oh, so you don't get text <laughs> from your
0: dad where it's like, "Why'd you use all the data?" or Whatever, <laughs> <all> the data.
1: <laughs> No, but you know, it's funny. I was thinking about that the other day because I feel like. The shift to unlimited data happened like what probably when I was in college. So, like, my freshman year of college. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I I forgot that there was a whole world where, like, I had to monitor how much I was on, like, Twitter and shit because I was using all the fucking data. I'm so glad that era is over.
0: You I do counting te- you had to go back and check your text messages by like sending like pound six seven four to see how many texts you <laughs> sent in the month. And it'd yes. send you the message and be like, You've sent five thousand text messages. I'm like, shit.
1: You're like, fuck, I was only supposed to send a <laughs> thousand. Yeah. Um. Oh. But back to back to what you're saying. Now they're like, use as
0: much data as you possibly can. We want Yeah, literally. That. I'm but like, yeah. I'm
1: paying for it. I might as well.
0: Yep. Uh, anyway.
1: Yeah, you were saying just like his writing process. I don't know. I'm sure it's I think a lot of it is him just literally jotting shit down when he thinks about it and then mm-hmm. trying to build on that. Like, even if it's just a, you know, four lines or whatever, trying to use it to create a verse off of that or a concept that he can build into a verse or a song. Um, he talked a little bit, a little bit about it on the um, 60 minutes with Anderson Cooper. He did as recovery is coming out. They did like a big press push for this album. Um, unlike they did for realize products, they were like, people are not going to be okay with these songs. Um, uh, <laughs> some dark Maybe chill out about
0: of what you've been talking about
1: are kind of hard to market. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the 60 minutes interview is really cool. He was getting ready to do a Detroit show with Jay-Z at their baseball stadium. Um, they did, they, I think they did like two nights together where I believe Jay-Z opened up for Eminem. um, but Anderson and Cooper went to
0: the Yankee Stadium, and then Eminem opened yeah. up for Jay Z.
1: Yeah, um, and Anderson Cooper asked him at one point, like, "Do you do you see the faces now? Like, or like, do you see the faces in the front of the crowd?" And Eminem's like, "Yeah, now I do." He's like, "Before it was just a big blur." <laughs> So that's gotta no, I be. I bet the Eminem shows in the early 2000s were just awesome. I cannot even imagine. I can't imagine now. There's this picture of him, I think, at Glastonbury or some, somewhere in Europe. And it's a picture from behind the stage. And there's just a fucking sea of people in front of him that's like as far as the eye can see. I cannot imagine being an artist or a comedian or whatever the fuck it is. People like Eminem, doing a live podcast. Fighters, doing a live podcast. Um, <laughs> but people with that caliber, like Metallica, Eminem, like walking out and seeing literally sixty thousand people, I feel like I would shit myself immediately on the spot. But I don't know. Yeah, I would go back home. Like, I'm good. That <laughs> yeah, was Absolutely, not fun. I miss my bed and my dog. I'll see you guys later. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so um, reviews, um, Metacritic. This isn't like a review, but Metacritic gave it a 63, but the user score is an 8.3, which we kind of talked about earlier. It was like accepted pretty widely um, upon release that fans really loved it. Um, Rolling Stone gave it a four out of five. And yep. Opening uh, paragraph is what is an Eminem album in the post Eminem era? It's a problem. The rapper has been grappling with for some time. For a few years, for the release of his major label debut, the Slim Shady LP, through the big screen triumph of 8 Mile in 2002, M's stranglehold on the zeitgeist was complete. He wasn't just music's biggest star, he was a cultural obsession, the bane of middle America parents, and and an equal opportunity offender across the political spectrum, whose every new song seemed to raise pressing questions about art, morality, race, class, and celebrity. Uh, which I think is a great opening paragraph from them. A rare hit from Rolling Stone, I will say. Um, the rest of the review is is good. And they do mention uh, White Trash Party. Shout out to White Trash Party. Nice. And then the – I'm not even going to read into this. Let's just leave it at this. Pitchfork gave it a 2.8 out of 10.
0: <laughs> when it came out
1: or now? <laughs> yes, when it came out. <laughs> This review was written on January on June eighteenth, two thousand ten. I'm sure they just rail against it being like offensive
0: because pitchfork. You know, you know what sucks is the world has become pitchfork, right? Is that is that what they do? Is that what's? Ha- yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Pitchfork's about that. Pitchfork's like woke before woke was woke.
1: Oh my god, that explains why I fucking hate him so much. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Which works. like We're going to complain about things that aren't actually an issue yeah. and then ignore all the things that are actually an issue that could <laughs> better the things right. that we think are issues.
1: And then everybody, every fucking person on Twitter just looked at that formula and they're like, that's my Twitter now. Like That's, that's what I'm going to make Twitter my Twitter is <laughs> now. That's what all we're going to do on Twitter. Very cool. Um, okay, so what do you rank it out of 10? Hit us with it.
0: Out of ten, I would say that this is the last great Eminem album. Um, okay, I think the I think he's done some okay work since then. I I don't like him as much as you do, um, or I don't That's like his stuff as much as you do. Uh, yeah. So I would give this a solid seven and a half out of ten.
1: I like that. And I yeah. kind of, it's kind of what I expected from you. I you have said. Um, to me before it is the last great Eminem album, and I think honestly, like that's a common belief. I think there are some people that will branch out to the Marshall Mathers LP too, but a lot of people they know Recovery is great. I mean, look, listen to Machine Gun Kelly's diss against Eminem, which is really him just dick riding him the whole time. He talks about how great Recovery is, you know. So I think that is a common conception. Yeah, I don't um, know who you're talking
0: about. I pretend that person doesn't answer this. I, so, like I, I pretend like I didn't Scream Lace Up in the hallways. It's okay, brother. I was right there with you, not I alone. Know, I know. God, that song that he had about his uncle dying of hair or whatever, Like that song was awesome.
1: What's yeah, the name well, of that song? It was um, Lead You On. Yes. God, Lead I love on. that track. Yeah, it's I mean, a good lace, song. It's a good song. And they're actually, I mean, like, the first few tracks, the two opening tracks on, lead, or on Lace Up the Mixtape are really fucking good. And you know what? Listen, I'm going to fucking say it. I don't want to say it. I don't want this publicly on the record, but I, you know what? I'm secure enough in my music taste that I will say Lace Up the album is a good fucking album, alright? I don't care that he's a knockoff Blink-182 now. Listen, we can move on Damn. from that and accept that Lace Up was a good album, alright?
0: Dude, I mean, calling him knockoff Off Blink-182 is so generous. Like, it's terrible. It's really fucking bad. And people fucking love it. He going on an arena tour. He's coming to the BJCC. I don't understand. Like I think it, Avril Lavigne's opening for him.
1: I don't, holy <laughs> hold on. I got to hold on Jamie, let me look that up. I don't understand what happened. What was this? It's like he stopped being what, Eminem, thinking, happened.
0: Eminem shredded him and He tried to diss him <laughs> that one time. It's
1: true. But I think what really happened was he became the acceptable bad boy, which America loves. We like, do love that. They don't like like, like, when like you're Fallout just, Boy. Right. They don't like when you're too much of a bad boy to where you like are causing riots and shit and like smashing bottles during your shows. But like if you pretend to be a bad boy for the magazines, but really you're like a goody goody. America loves that dude. That's the American superstar right there. <laughs> you say goody goody. I love goody that. goody.
0: Yeah, goody goody. Okay, so that show happened this summer. Um, so yeah, no, but that was that was a thing.
1: Interesting.
0: I would yeah. love to see Avril Lavigne. <laughs> I would see Avril Lavigne all day. That should be tight. Yeah, that would be great. Um, okay, so what do so you what do you rank it at?
1: I will say, apart from kamikaze which i love i think that this i'm in agreement with you over the last albums that he has released recovery i still think is the pinnacle of kind of the perfect blend of old m&m and new m m um so honestly man i gotta give it a nine i i really enjoyed listening to it i really enjoyed re-listening to it and like it still really rides to me and it it reminds me of a time when I first heard it and listened to it. So that's there's probably a little bias there. It's it's probably totally biased. I'll be honest, but totally biased. Nice, um, well trade, trademarked. But I do I do really like it. So yeah, I'll give it a I'll give it a nine. So, so where would you
0: rank this in overall Eminem albums? Oh fuck, that's so <laughs> Um because I mean, here, that's always my critique against Eminem is that he doesn't have like an album that is like in the like top 10 of hip hop history. You don't think the Marshall Mathers LP is? I don't. I don't. Um, well, I mean, I that's think it's really up there.
1: strange to me, yeah,
0: man. I, I know. Um, in the but top I, 10? I get I not top
1: five, but like, come on.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Too many skits. You know, we're anti skit in this house. <laughs> There's a lot going on there.
1: <laughs> it's hard for me, right? Because like my favorite albums and what albums I think are the best are very different, which we have talked sure. about multiple times. But my favorite albums, I think top three would be Relapse and then the Marshall Mathers LP and then probably the Eminem show. Um, But what I think are his best albums, I think his best. Best albums and one of the best hip hop albums of all time is the Eminem show for sure. And then Marshall Mathers LP is right behind it. I mean, both of them are diamond now over 10 million copies sold. People continue to stream and listen to those albums, you know, every fucking day. Um, So those are the top two. And then. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, probably Slim Shady LP is third and then Recovery is fourth, I would say. Gotcha. And then Relapse 5, and I don't know, the rest after that, it kind of all blends together. I do really like kamikaze, and kamikaze's grown on me since its release. Um, so I think I would put that up there as well. But yeah, I mean, to me, he's a lot like Jay-Z in the sense that Jay-Z has like two what I would call bad albums. Eminem has like two like two bad albums to me, and the rest are are pretty close to interchangeable with how good they are and how much I enjoy them. So I don't know. If I had more time, if I knew you were going to bombard me with such a heavy question, I would have thought about it more. <laughs> <laughs> should have thought this was coming. I've never listened
0: to music to be murdered by. Um, that was the name.
1: I feel like you you debated whether that was the name of it or, or not.
0: Or, or, no, or revival. <laughs> that was the other one that I don't think I ever listened to. Yeah, I
1: don't think I ever well, listened to
0: either one of those. I think the only reason I listened to Kamikaze Causey because you were like, you this is good. You should listen to it."
1: Yeah, like when I say two bad albums, I would say the Encore and Revival. But like they, gotcha. there there are gems on Encore and there are gems on Revival. But like having three good songs in it's in a 15 track album is not anything to brag about. So yeah. um but yeah there's I mean look there's that's every bad album. You can pick good parts of it. So but yeah I, I wouldn't recommend <laughs> listening to Revival but kamikaze music to be murdered by I, I could probably just send you probably five songs I think you would like so you don't have to sit through the whole album mm-hmm. and you might be able to get with them. I'd probably get with them. Um, okay, before we go to Rides or Dies, I have to talk to you about this. This is very okay. important. And this is all a pop and this is a pop culture thing, so it fits the podcast. I hope I remember or have know about it. I watched
0: all three John Wicks recently. I was just talking about John Wick. That's so fucking weird. Like, literally right before we hopped on. So, have you seen all of them? Yeah, I have.
1: Okay, so I watched all three of them. This is what, the first time you've seen them? The first time I've seen them. Okay. What the fuck are these movies, man? They're fucking amazing. They're not. They dude. are so bad. <laughs> dude, <laughs> dude,
0: I, they're the best action movies I've ever first seen off, in life.
1: Let me say this. Keanu Reeves, I hate to say this because I know he's a really great guy. I do understand that. He is a, great a in horrible actor. That's he's not a, true. Um, he delivers every line. Like it's the last line of the movie. Have you yeah, noticed that? Go back it's and the listen. Keyana-
0: it's the keyana-sons. It's better <laughs> like, than the. It's better than the Matthew McConaughey McConnaissance. It's the Renaissance, baby. Like when board. he's
1: like one of the first lines of the movie is like when the the Russian gangster is like, "Oh, I would want your car." Blah blah blah, and he's like, "It's not for sale." Like that would have been for sale. That would have been like had he gone on the rampage and then ended the movie with it's not for sale that would have been perfect but it's like the first line of the movie like he delivers every line like that like there's there's one in number two where he's like it's wick i'd like to speak to the manager and it seems like something that he delivers every line like that it's painful dude it's fucking just an assassin he's not like what are you
0: talking about the emotion he shows towards these dogs throughout the movies like you're, he, you're, okay, you're dead. This wrong. is an,
1: this is another gripe. He doesn't really even show emotion towards either one of the dogs throughout the state. He does though in his
0: own tough guy way. <laughs> See, I wish you would have told me more about this because now I feel kind of bombarded with this topic because I could have <laughs> done a lot more because I was just well, here's what happened. Me and my roommates are sitting here looking for something to watch, and I'm like, I'm like, let's get HBO. So we pop in HBO. And I'm like, we could watch John Wick, or we could just keep watching the Sopranos because we just kind of perpetually watch the Sopranos. Yeah. And then my other one of my roommates doesn't like john wick and so then we were just having this exact same conversation
1: it's just like and here's the thing in the third movie the dog is nowhere to be found he drops the dog off at the beginning and picks him up at the end so don't tell me he has some attachment with this dog because he kind of does it in the second one too and because he's not trying to let the dog be in danger bro there's all danger amok what really (laughs) what really pisses me off is that the first movie is about this guy's fucking car and his dog and how like the entire rampage is mostly about getting his car back. But also, yeah, he was sad about the dog. Okay, look, I get Which that. the dog is a metaphor for his wife. I'm sympathetic listen I understand that you I'm do know that
0: right you understand that the, I, okay, dog the is kind reason, of the, reason that that. the reason I know that the reason
1: I know that is because they have to spell it out for you in the fucking movie he literally says that that's a line in the movie he's basically like that wife represents my or that dog represents my wife well, he, he, he
0: he got that's the literally dog a line in the, the movie w- he got the dog with the wife the day I think the day <laughs> that the wife dies or a couple days after some shit okay,
1: but it's like it's it's pandering to the point where like you think I'm so stupid stupid i don't understand the dog represents the wife like you have Here's to say the, that we're talking, and t-
0: we're, here and we're talking about all the wrong things with these movies because the plot doesn't matter what matters is the insane action scenes that are I, fucking awesome and I will give the, you the amount action. of people the amount of people that he kills in each movie there's a john wick kill counter hold on <laughs> let me find it right now john wick kill count <laughs> And there's like a it, there's a graphic that shows exactly how he kills each person. It's so cool. Okay, Hold first on, off,
1: whoever made that go outside. Second off, I will give yeah. I will give we them need the, these
0: we need these people to do these type of things so we don't have to do them ourselves. Stay inside. You <laughs> I will give these Reddit people the bulbs. credit.
1: The action scenes are good. I will give them that.
0: That's the whole point of the movie. Like, it's not about the acting or delivering lines or what the dog does or does not represent. That's very <laughs> clearly spelled out for you. It's about Keanu Reeves shooting people in the head like from crazy distances.
1: The or that one
0: scene in John Wick Two where he kills like people with like eighty different things in like the little museum. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like that's awesome. About. That's it's just an it's just a, a balls to the wall action flick. And if you don't is, like that, look, you're not gonna like it.
1: That part is entertaining, but I can't get past Keanu Reeves acting, okay? And I also can't get past the line where he's like, people keep asking me if I'm back. You know what? I'm thinking I'm back. It's just, he (laughs) delivers every line like Batman, and it drives me crazy.
0: He would be a really good Batman, actually.
1: He would be a good Batman, actually. Um, Okay, and last gripe, and then we can move on. And then the last line of the Batman movie, I'm here to see the manager. (laughs) It's not for sale. Talking about the Batmobile. (laughs) There's <laughs> a scene where after a whole movie he goes on a rampage and kills like 300 people for his fucking car the russian gangster in the start of the second movie is like we have to sell this car because this guy just killed my brother and his son and a bunch of other people like dude give him back the car like it's, it's not all about the car though because, the car. because at that point they've
0: gone too far they've blown up his house like no that doesn't no. this
1: no, that part happens after this. I'm saying the okay. Russian gangster just needs to give him the car back. Like, I can't imagine a Russian gangster is that strapped for cash. Is he? Yeah, but I think that's the whole Like, I think
0: they're, like, trying to bring him into the whole thing. Like, they're trying to bring him back. It's like a whole other plot that I can't remember at this moment.
1: I'm back. I haven't seen a movie in a
0: while, but <laughs> I would have pre-
1: prepped for this. <laughs> okay, well, listen, anyway, my totally biased review... <laughs> my totally biased <laughs> review is fuck that fucking series alright um, we, we, we need to do we need to do movies next some guy tries to skip through the Keanu Reeves part and he, sk- he skips for 15 minutes he's like they're still on this <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah we should do I've said we should do um, Denis however the fuck you say last movie <laughs> <villain. Weavey>. yeah <laughs> Denis <laughs> okay, need villain wave host, um yeah. movie uh or not the just was, the movie the his, his whole his whole discography i'd love to talk about yeah, that i, I don't know too. if we can get christian to sit down to watch that many movies because i don't think he's seen like any he's, of them.
0: he's seen dune he's seen prisoners um i'm sure he hasn't seen incendies or incendi i don't know how to pronounce that one what Wait, hold on i got
1: you uh in- it's in- called the rival trey it's just say no. it like it sounds <laughs> just say it like it sounds
0: um it's the it's oh you probably haven't seen this either it's it's uh the whole thing is not in english it's really mm. good though is it in Dang, french I, um i think it's in french yeah mm, interesting yeah it's tight though it's really good you should watch it
1: yeah i get do um, done with that
0: yeah, you have to read the subtitles though and you don't really know how to read too well, so
1: yeah, true. I do struggle with that. maybe tonight I can just like read it out loud to you. Yeah, that would be nice, actually. Yeah. Would you rather lose your hearing or your eyesight? I think about this a lot. And the reason I yeah. thought about it was because of the subtitles thing. Like if you're deaf, you could still watch movies.
0: I think that if I couldn't listen to music, I would lose my mind. Yeah, um, that's my big thing too. That's my big thing too. I think I could go without seeing shit. Like it wouldn't be that big of a deal. But then I know, again, but missing thinking,
1: movies and TV would suck, man. Yeah,
0: and also just general generally like getting around. Like, I mean, being deaf would be difficult, but yeah. like being blind would be a whole different thing.
1: Yeah, and you can drive when you're deaf, right? Yeah, you
0: can drive when you're deaf.
1: Yeah, so you can't drive when you're blind. See, you can't, you can't. do that. They won't no, let you, you do really that. Can't. So <laughs> Okay. Um all right, so that was recovery. Um, we are now going to go to a shorter rides or dies because um, there's only two of us. So Trey, uh, you want to introduce your song for us? Yeah.
0: Um. So I made a. You did get my switch up, right? Yeah, I I did. I did. I don't like that you
1: sent that three minutes before we were supposed to record. But yeah, yeah, I
0: knew. I knew. I I was expecting a comment and didn't get one, so I was kind of (laughs) curious if you cared at all. Um. So my Rides or Dies uh, is Emancipator and Nine Theory. Um, They put out like an EP a few years ago. um, And this song is called Tangerine Sour. Um, As you might suspect, it is kind of like a intentional stoner type weed smoking song. (laughs) Um, It's
1: an instrumental though.
0: Blake, what'd you think about uh, Tangerine Sour? Tangerine Sour is a strand of marijuana for those uh, that that might not know
1: little, little, uh stoner factored for you, mm-hmm. for, for you guys. Um, wow. I really it. Also the name a of a delicious Altoid, uh, Altoid flavor. So holy fuck. How old are you? All right. Um, <laughs> I thought it was really good. Actually. Um, I'm warming up to emancipator. I'm very much warming up to emancipator. I did listen to it on my phone, um, with no headphones, because like I said, you said it 30 seconds before I was joining the studio. Um mm-hmm. but I did enjoy it. I like it. It was a it was a vibe. It was very much like you said, it is very much a weed smoking song. Or like a or like a put it on the Alexa and do dishes song, you know? Right. It's pretty versatile.
0: Um yeah. I would say. Yeah. I'm glad you're worn up to Emancipator. Really, really, really talented artist. I'm definitely um, behind
1: on that train for sure, mm-hmm. which I accept. Yep. Um yeah, so my I give it a rides. Cool. Um my song I also was give it a ride. My song was Special Affair By the internet Um, This song is Look let's be honest it's a sex song Was I trying to send Trey a message I don't really know that's the conversation I'm gonna have to have Myself at some point but I will say It is very sexy song It's very vibey Yeah I I like it What did you think Trey
0: I kind of felt that and I was like well maybe because like it's just the two Of us like he kind of wants this to be like a special Affair Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah, exactly. So I felt the energy there. I would say it absolutely rides. Uh, it was fantastic. Loved it.
1: Very um, nice.
0: I love the internet. They used to back up Mac Miller, right? Do they even make yeah. music anymore by themselves?
1: I don't know. I, th- I want to say something happened to them. Like something happened to their group. I don't know exactly what that entails. I think um, there was like one of them. I could be thinking of a totally different group. Maybe I'm thinking of Brockhampton. I thought some drama yeah, happened. Yeah, Brockhampton,
0: Brockhampton broke up. I know that for sure.
1: Okay. Then maybe I'm thinking of them. I thought something happened to one of their members. But yeah, they um they did that li- like that YouTube video. There's a couple of YouTube videos of Mac playing songs off of watching movies with the internet. Um, yeah. So very cool. Very, very nice. Yep. All right. That was an abbreviated Rides or Dies. I will drop the tracks below. And now... Man, Trey, I hope you brought it today because, you know, it's tough with two of us. So you got to really deliver here. Ladies and gentlemen, it is about that time.
0: Welcome to the twosome Trey's terrible Twitter takes. These are going to be.
1: These are going to be what?
0: I got two hot ones for you. Um, They're not great this time around. I'll be honest with you. It's It's weird presenting it to one person. You know what I mean? And like, I feel like because I kind of fucked y'all over when it was just y'all two, it wasn't, it's not really best for me to bring my A game when it's just you and I.
1: Yeah, that would be unfair to Christian, but also I don't uh-huh. really care. So you should have thought about how I don't care, but that's okay. I, I well, have th- faith.
0: These two that I have are pretty solid. Okay. So okay. The first one is who called it getting nutted in and not getting a load of this guy? <laughs> okay. That's from at fucked up pizzas, AKA personal panic pizza.
1: <laughs> i like that one that's a good one <laughs> getting
0: a load of this guy yeah uh, okay here we go this is from zach silberg um his one of the rare situations where his twitter handle and his name are exactly the same so nice we'll zach um and it is a picture of uh oh, what's the character from the matrix uh black guy bald uh,
1: Morpheus. <laughs>
0: Morpheus. Thank you. And it's, it's a caption. It says, What if I told you that the only reason I'm bald is that I'm afraid of a ratatouille situation? What if I told you that I'd have so much hair if not for the fear of a rat using me like a puppet? These are modes of control, Neo. This is how they manipulate us ratatouilles, Neo.
1: <laughs> okay. That one is really good. It okay. also reminds me, I don't know if you've watched, do you watch Curb Your Enthusiasm? Yes, I do. Have you seen that one where the the, um, Halloween girl – like on Halloween, those girls come to his door for trick-or-treating and he won't give them candy and they, they roll his house? No, I haven't seen that one. So they roll his house and they spray paint bald asshole on his door and he's he's telling the cop you can't say that that's a hate crime we consider ourselves a group and one of the cops is bald and he goes sir all due respect like i'm bald i don't find offensive and he goes no officer you're not bald okay with all due respect you have shaved your head to look like us and we don't really consider you part of the bald community (laughs) (laughs) it's really fucking i need to watch
0: more of that show every time i ever hear about it i just think that
1: (laughs) okay what else you got
0: um, okay, here we go. I, I don't, I've not said this one before. Right. All right. So this is from at big Hearn, uh, AKA Steve Hernandez. Um, and this, uh, it's a, it's a screenshot of a text. And the quote is, this is what I get for having comedians speak at my wedding. And the text says, Hey, do your knowledge are any of your wedding guests survivors or lost someone <laughs> in 9-11?
1: it's gonna be me dude i've given
0: a couple wedding speeches um not all of them have gone super great uh and let me tell you there's nothing worse than realizing that you're bombing a, a wedding speech
1: what did you what happened
0: i just went too long you know I yeah. made too many off the cuff jokes. Like I had it written. I had like, had my outline written. This is what really happened. I just come come off doing my first ever like comedy thing, and it and went. And you were really like, well. I'm going to
1: use this as that. But... It, yeah, it, yeah, I
0: was like, this is the same thing. I'll just I have a microphone and there's an audience of people, and I will make jokes and they will laugh and they will pat me on the back afterwards. And it did uh, not that go is, that way. That is not what happened. No, no, I did get a pat on the back, but it was from the groom saying, "All right, that's enough." Yeah. Um, <laughs> So
1: that's the best. It,
0: it, was, it was great. So, yeah. Um, all right. And then
1: did I have one more?
0: I got Hold some on. if I if you need me to. Yeah, go to fill one. And let me see if I can find this other one.
1: OK, so this is from uh, Korn. His uh, name is up List on Twitter. He is hilarious. He is very big in the black Twitter community which I'm very in touch with because I'm on Twitter all the time. So I'm in touch with all races of Twitter. I will say (laughs) that's not, I'm not singling out one race. I'm saying I'm in touch with all races on Twitter. Um, I have a couple. This one is still don't know why future said this to his own son, bro. And it's apparently a, a screenshot of future's son's text message. And future says, tell your mom. And his son says, tell my mom what? And he says, buy you some clothes and then his son responded, dad. And then a day later, Future responded, your, your mother is a hoe. Are
0: <laughs> <laughs> Future and this this child's mother together?
1: I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he waited a day to say it is the best part. Okay, here's another one. Oh, God. So he is quote tweeted a news article thing that says starting today in Tennessee, a person will be required to pay child support if they kill a parent while drunk driving. And he quote tweeted and said, you crash into Nick Cannon or NBA young boy, you better hope you die with them.
0: <laughs> Yo, if you crash into Nick Cannon, you just need to just keep driving. Just hope you don't get caught. Cause like, you're never going to have another dollar for the rest of your
1: life. No chance. How does Nick Cannon make enough money to support all those people? I've actually thought about this a lot, like probably more than I should have, because like it has nothing to do with me. Because it's not I,
0: just the kids. Like, I mean, th- there's a lot of there's a lot of women too.
1: No, man, I don't know either because like he doesn't really do anything. Like I think he hosts like a Fox music show or something, and that cannot be giving him that much money.
0: Do you think the wild now royalties? Like I'm not. No, this isn't even a joke. Like they they play it nonstop on MTV. Got to be making yeah. Like MTV's got to be writing. I'm a huge check every month.
1: That's got to be part of it. And most states, I believe, um, some fucking lawyer is gonna text me and be like, "That's actually not how it works." But I believe that child support can only be a percentage of your income. So like, it can only it can only equal up to a certain percentage. Whereas in Colorado, that's not the case. Colorado they pick a number amount and they're like you have to pay this like they don't give a shit if you go broke or not like you have to pay it whereas other really? states i believe what? it's percentages why do you have this much
0: information about this specific subject it's
1: a long story i'll have to tell you when we're not on air because it involves people that do not want their sure. sh- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah
0: okay cool but that's,
1: that's i knew there was a, i knew this wasn't just like data I just that you had the, in the fucking pocket. Yeah. <laughs> I've been calculating out since I was 16 if I ever oh, had to yeah, be like, child support if I could handle it. Like,
0: I'm good in Nevada, but Colorado, nah, can't happen there.
1: <laughs> I carry a list in my wallet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's like, Blake, I'm pregnant. You're like, word, I'm moving to Mississippi. <laughs>
1: I'll see you there. <laughs> holy fuck okay um that's all i got you got anything else or you- okay yeah i got a lot la- i got a
0: last one all right, and all this, right. Was on, uh, this was on christmas eve this year um and the caption is it's from at fairly cunty which respect <laughs> um it's spelled f-a-i-r-l-e-c-u-n-t-y so like fair right like cunty right um so it's a damn B-Day boy drunk already and it's a picture of two people carrying like a Jesus like crucifix
1: like <laughs> through a hallway. <laughs> fuck. Was, it, was it you that read the uh, tweet to me about di- Jesus dying for sins or whatever? I don't think so. Somebody, fuck, I wish I could remember who brought this up. Somebody showed me a tweet that was like, Everybody keeps talking about how Jesus died for our sins. Like, bro, he only died for three days. It's not even that big of a deal. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. All right. All right ladies and gentlemen we successfully yet again third two-person episode and we filled an hour we fucking kill this shit dude honestly man you've you've earned some
0: pto at some point you you, you've you've done three of these just just duo sets
1: yeah i'm afraid if i leave that the world the world of totally biased music will implode um because you guys
0: could make it through one but it wouldn't be great
1: you nice. guys could make it through, and it would be really good. But like, then that involves like showing you guys how to work the studio and giving you password. I've been asking all to do the stuff that you anyway.
0: Did. You just refuse to
1: because you're control free. It's just really like it's too it's not, much, bro. It's too it's much. Not, it's, it's not. It's a lot. <laughs> so. <laughs> But if there ever comes a time where we need to do that, then you know what? I will trust you with the password straight. Not Christian. Right. Absolutely not Christian.
0: Definitely not Christian. <laughs> Who knows what he'll subscribe us to? Exactly.
1: All right. Well, um, if you guys – oh, Anthony's album. What what album are we yes. doing? Yes.
0: Okay. So next week for all our listeners, we are uh, going to be reviewing an album by Listen uh, called One Piece Puzzle. Um, you can only find it on uh, SoundCloud and on YouTube, and we will post links to both. Um, if you're one of those that like to listen ahead of time, even though we never announce we're doing ahead of time. So that's kind of dumb, but <laughs> we're going to do it this time. Um, so we, we will post those links uh, both in our Instagram post uh, as well as in our, um, our Spotify uh, summary. So let's remember to do that. Let's write Got that you. down. Got you. Um, and we are having our fantastic friend, Anthony Rodriguez, longtime listener, um, first time caller into the show. Uh, and he's going to do a fantastic job. I'm really looking forward to
1: it. Hell yeah. All right. All well, right. we will catch you guys in a week. Um, Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, Trey. And we will see you guys next week. See you. Happy New Year. To the club in a like It's a Porsche. garbage back with one of the windows. Spray painted doors with the flames on them. Michigan plates and my name's on them. Baby, Shady's here. Come and get him if your games want him. But he ain't stupid, so we're trying to...